All right, we're going in. I was it. trying so hard not to. We're going to start. Not to break that. I mean, sh- I mean, you I don't were, know if we have to go silent for so long, man. <laughs> Sorry, I you just were, lost track. You of, were feeling yourself, man. I like truthfully D-Rock. lost. You didn't track even of, fucking start. <laughs> I lost track of my thoughts. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, all right. This, is, this is great practice this, for our new format. Yes. This is good. Thank God we're practicing. Okay. Welcome to the Emergent Gamer Podcast. This is Felix Ergood. Of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. But anyway, this is, uh, we're trying out a new format or something. What? You're not supposed to tell people. <laughs> you're not, tell you're format, not, right? You're not. Just let's, come on. Hey, come that's, on. that's Trip Zero. This is Trip Zero. What's up? So guys? I got Trip Zero here, and then I got a guy to my left here. Who's that? Neo Aoshi. Yeah, Neo Aoshi. And then uh, who's that right there? We got Lock and Key. Lock and Key. Welcome, guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about shit tonight, right? We. Like we do every week. It's episode <laughs> 105. You're right? You're right there? Yeah. Here oh, it, it is episode 105, <laughs> isn't it? Fucking all fidgety. I know. You're. It, I'm trying to think. <laughs> you, what do you? You're thinking. You too sound much. like you're nervous. This is, I don't know. Maybe I am. This is episode 105. 105. I mean, and we, what we discussed prior to getting on air is that you've been here for 103 of them. So I think you're used to this by now. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm getting. No, it never gets old. No, you're not acclimated it's, yet. No, you're still, it's so it's so fresh. It is. You got the butterflies. I love doing it. Yeah. yeah. You, guys, I love I mean, you listeners are getting a raw performance out there. I mean, we're not sure. talking about like love. We're just talking about comfort of, mm-hmm. you know, what we're I mean, discussing. We good. Uh, but no, I, I'm very comfortable in the mic. I like being on the mic. I think, yeah. I think that's fun. I like hearing my own voice. Do you? you? Know? <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never yeah. fucking guessed. You wouldn't have guessed that? No. No. Uh, I don't know. Oh Something about you. It's very, very reserved. Uh, man, a few words. All right, so uh, let's get into some of the things we're going to discuss tonight. Uh, so there was a huge thing that happened, guys. What was it? The PSX? What is the PSX? I don't even know what, the, know what that is. It's uh, short for the PlayStation Experience. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, yeah. Um, that, was, that was my first guess. So there was a couple of uh, games that, they were, that were announced. There was a, and then uh, you wanted to talk about something that was announced not at the PSX as well. That is correct. Uh, um, the VGAs also happened at the yeah, what, what Kind of a busy weekend. Actually, it was v- very busy. Yes, I liter- literally have never heard of the VGAs. What's the VGAs? It is video Jeff game? Knightley's Video Game Awards. Okay, got used it. to be on Spike TV, but everyone realized that TV sucks. Cable TV sucks. Right, and he just started doing it himself. Is this, are these That's the awards that, uh, that Kojima got snubbed at last year? Yeah, well, yes. Konami kept him, and then Jeff like got up and said, like, got real mad. Well, Konami didn't let my boy Kona- Kojima be here, yeah. and uh, well, we miss you. And then he actually started the VGAs by like proposing to Kojima. It was very sweet. Oh, really? Yeah, you could look. You could probably look it up. He like pretty much said, "Hey, man, I know you weren't here last last year, and." Uh, just wanted to give you your award from last year, so please come up and accept your award. I love you. I love you. Want to hang I out? I love you. You busy? Let's you hang out anything? later. Weird. Yeah, it was real. It was real. It was. It was cute. But it was, what? It was so adorable. right. But then Kojima came on stage and then mm. showed off a new trailer. Oh, yes, he did. It's like it was all planned. Like it was all. What prior. was that trailer? It was a new trailer for Death Stranding, the game mm. we won't see for another five years. Yeah. Yes. Is that the one with? Norman Reedus. It is, and this trailer actually was really freaking cool because uh, Guillermo del 
Guillermo? Guillermo? Guillermo del Toro. It's, it's not an easy name. Guillermo. It's not. Guillermo. 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 Guillermo del Toro was in the trailer. Mm. The director, Guillermo del Toro. Very weird. Yeah, not it was really co- cool. Not to be confused with the guy that's on Kimmel's show. Benicio del Toro? No, Guillermo on the on Jimmy Kimmel live. They're they're related. No, Guillermo no, and not. Benicio. They're, Are they're, they really? No, not at all. Oh, shit. No, sorry. no, but that Got Jimmy Kimmel's excited. Jimmy Kimmel's uh, assistant guy. He's, yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody confused them. But okay. thank you for clarifying. Good. That was weird. <laughs> Guillermo from so, Jimmy Kimmel. The name. <laughs> the trailer. name is cool. Right. The, the, the trailer cool. was very cool. I at least I thought it was. I I know you have a varying opinion, Locke. It's I, fine. You don't you don't yeah. have to have a. I, positive no so I, it's just Ko- kojima being weird is it, pretty it much is, what it is and that's and that's fine it's just like it gets to a point where like i think he needs to understand that he's still making video games and like i understand he's creating art yeah and i think that's part His of the art. fucking problem because like in the end we're getting these very they're they're well done trailers like i'm not gonna complain like it's not a good trailer don't get me wrong but like it comes to a point when it's like dude you're making a fucking video game like stop trying to make this motion picture and if you want to make a motion picture make a fucking movie but i think at this point kojima uh won't won't doesn't think that he can do what he can do with movies that he does with video games if that makes sense it's like it's like he's made it he's like owns the medium as a way to tell his stories in a way that he, I don't think he will, he could even want to do at this point. Cause he could, he left Konami last year. He could have just started, you know, making movies if he wanted to. He's got friends in the industry. It's not like there's anything stopping him from doing it. Sure. Um, but at this point, I feel like he's got a fan base and he's got, you know, his, he's got his art that he, and he's probably got a notebook of ideas that he's waiting sure. to just unleash. Sure. Um, and I think this is just the first one we're seeing. Right. Yeah, what's up? I mean, that's kind of like what a lot of people said about Picasso with with art. You know, like he started doing cubism, and people were like, what "The hell is that, dude? Everything's square." You know, yeah. or Godard with film in the fifties. Like Godard was, you know, criticized by the establishment because he wasn't making things that necessarily followed the grain. You know. Yeah, but I think absolutely, I I agree. I I not I'm not saying don't be different. I'm saying understand that people still want to play a video game. Yeah, right. right. You, you know what I mean? Like at the at the end of the day, are you still – like have your artistic expression, please. Like I loved Metal Gear 5. I loved it, right? It was a good game. I enjoyed it. But what I'm saying is like make sure you're also focusing on the game. Right. Like, make sure mm-hmm. the game itself is good. Do you, Are you familiar with all the, all the uh, games that he plays with his uh, <laughs> announcements and trailers? No. So – are you familiar with how uh, Metal Gear Solid Five was announced? Mm-mm. All right, are you are any of you guys? No, I'm, I'm surprised right, that I'm so not. So, a fake company called Moby Dick Studios put out a trailer for a game called The Phantom Pain, showing nothing but the back of a guy's head from a hospital. It was pretty much the opening scene right. from Metal Gear Solid Five, and it was, and no one knew what this game was. And then, like a week later after the trailer dropped, people were like, "Oh, this is a new Metal Gear game." And then Jeff Knightley interviewed a guy, the, the director of the game. Guy came out wearing bandages like the dude in the video game, and inter- he interviewed him. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that he like pulled his bandages off, and it was like Kojima. Gotcha. He played like he was just like playing games with right. you know the audience. Yeah, no, I, I'm cool with. I mean, I guess it's too early to tell for this right. for this game. I'm just I get worried when I see these like 
super in-depth, very high-level, very uh, – I don't know the words that I'm looking for. But at the end of it, I was still like, what the fuck? Exactly. Like, what you, did I watch? You, so, he got you, you, man. You want to see what the fucking game is going to be. Yeah. Sure. You're, not, you're not buying into all the – Kojima-ness of the whole thing. And, is, and maybe that's because I'm not someone that... Fo- like, I didn't follow Metal Gear. Like, Metal Gear 5 is the first Metal Gear that I've played since the first one. Right. You know, so, like, I didn't have a PlayStation. I had an Xbox. So, like, it maybe that I'm just so far removed from it that I'm like, dude, what? When are we... Like, I don't mind you. I know you're very far away from development. I know you can only show so much. But I don't know. I, I, I mean, at the end of it, I was still like, cool, Mads Mikkelsen is here. But aren't you just yeah, Mads Mikkelsen? And it's that like, looked real damn good. I was like, and, and like when he showed his character, I was like, wow, that's fucking gorgeous. That character looks. I mean, he's a good real, looking man. So, you know, but yeah, I, I, like yeah I mean, overall, I, I I still enjoyed the trailer for what it was. You didn't, as I recall, Locke. You didn't lack confidence in Kojima once you played Metal Gear Solid Five. You said that I I think I recall you saying that was like your favorite open world game from that year. Um, yes. It was the same year Witcher 3 came out, keep in mind. I played more Metal Gear than I played Witcher. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think there are definitely problems that I have with Metal Gear. I don't really have problems with Witcher, but I still thought that they did the open world very well. Mm -hmm. Um, more so than I think the problem that I had with Witcher, which I think Metal Gear did really well, is that it balanced side quests with main story where Witcher you can just do side quests for 30 hours mm-hmm. and it's like I felt like I could never make headway with the game because I was too wrapped up in like stopping in every town and seeing 50 different fucking things that I could do like I'm the type of person that needs to do all 50 of those things which we'll get into with Final Fantasy oh yeah mm-hmm. so like I'm that I'm that type of person which I know you are to a certain degree oh, yeah. as well so I struggle with those games because then I don't end up playing them because I'm like you burn out I don't like Witcher Three. Is still have only completed story wise that weird, creepy fucking baby mission, which is the best. Oh, mission. Yeah, <laughs> and then after that, I get wrapped up in these side missions, and I know nothing else about the story. And I know it's a great story. So with Metal Gear, there was a very cool way of doing side quests. They divided up the game. They do, yeah, very he, neatly. He, yeah. he did it well. And I, and I, and the other thing with with Metal Gear was the the way that you could play that game is you have a million different ways which which you can kill characters or do whatever you want with it. So so it made it very unique. But and maybe that'll be with the way with Death Stranding. It's just so he's doing something so vastly different that like at this point I'm like, dude, give me like a little bit of like what the game nah, is. Nah, that's not how that's not how it rolls. Yeah, right. I was gonna say you're you're, you're, you're not buying yeah. into the to the way he is gonna go about this until there's gameplay, and that's fine. Like you sure. could just take a whole moratorium on information about this and you'll still get what you want, maybe in like yeah, keep, two years or something. You know, we're just sure. There's a huge group of people that are on board for this that are going to want to peel back every single layer, including Kojima himself. I mean, his Twitter account is retweeting everyone's like ideas, uh, like discoveries, fan art about it already. Like, it's definitely a little bit overboard. Like, people are creating their own art based off of two trailers of something we don't know what it's going to be. So, it's for sure a little bit crazy. So, I mean, what were your thoughts? seeing the end of the trailer i'm just along for the ride man okay like this is this is how he does things uh i remember back when metal gear solid 3 and 2 came out because that's that was really when i started to hop on the kojima train really mm-hmm. it's like you just gotta 
sit back and let him try and entertain you until this game comes out because that's what he's doing. He's just trying to find ways to, uh, you know, get you get you guessing, get you mm-hmm. really ex- into what he's trying to show you. Essentially, it's it's very strange. I mean, he almost did the same thing with PT, like what two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be Silent Hills, and the way he announced Silent Hills was through a strange ass demo that yeah. every, that went viral. Yeah, but that's you're playing it, right? Yeah, which, yeah. so that's unique, right? Because you're getting the game, right? Something like it, but you're still getting it in a Kojima way. Mm-hmm. Versus this, the only thing that we understand about the story is that there's something going on with fucking babies. Yeah, and there's the a lot problem of dead is seafood. The problem is, is that he's only fucking probably weird, working things. on this for like a year, which sure. is which is like also kind of confusing to me. I'm like, just work on the game, you know? Yeah, sure, <laughs> just just finish it sure. because you just started working on this. Yeah, you're you're getting people hyped really early. And we're probably not going to see the game for like four or five years, honestly. Right. Um, but by, knowing by the time Kojima, done. yeah. Sure. So there, I would say there are two things we know for sure about Death Stranding. One is he has this elaborate story. He's very excited about it. He thinks it's going to be incredible, and he thinks that we're going to think the same thing. And he's rolling it out to us in little bits. The second thing that uh, we know for a fact is that both trailer footage that we've seen is not pre-rendered. It's it's running in real time on the PS4 yeah, it looks Pro. Like it. Yeah, it looks like it, yeah. Um, so it looks gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's it. We don't see gameplay. And we know the actors that are in it. Right. Yeah. Um, which, rumor I mean, that, has that, it, that rumor alone has is... has it that Stephanie Joosten will, will be back in this okay. game. She played quiet in Metal gotcha. Gear Solid 5. I mean, it so. just... that That's exciting alone, what I think we're doing with actors and, and Hollywood people having Yeah, he's got connections. In he's movies. got the connections out there, yeah. You know? Uh, speaking of, of a game with absolutely unbelievably talented actors... Last of Us 2. That was just announced, wasn't it, John? Good work. It was. It was. Look at you. Um, So we did get Last of Us Part 2. Big thing behind that is they've talked about it being Part 2 because they see it as a continuation of the first story. So this is very interesting because we could have seen Last of Us 2 with different characters, different whatever in that world, but they chose to name it part two because they see this as a continuation with Ellie. It's in the same font as the Godfather or almost, almost close. So we do get a trailer, um, a pretty great trailer too. Um, and we get this sense that it's going to be a much darker game, which already than than before, right? Even darker. (laughs) Yeah. Which is hard to, to really, Jesus, I'm not even through the the first one. Um, so what's how, What's pretty interesting is the um, creator. Um, I don't. I forget Neil, exactly Neil who yeah. exactly said this, but said that this is a game about hate, um, and it's very clear um, with Ellie in this trailer that she's on a hunt, pure hatred. Um, mm-hmm. She's talking about all of these people that she needs to kill. We see all of these dead bodies in a house, and she's covered in blood, she's and she's just sad singing song. on a guitar, right? Yeah. Um, it's really vibing in the post-apocalypse. And we see Joel come in and, you know, the fans went wild at this point when I watched it. Um, but this is a pretty amazing trailer. Um, this game is the sole reason why I will be buying a PlayStation. I am not going to try and get in this photo that we're taking because then I won't be able to talk in the microphone. However, You're fine. It was spur of the moment. Don't worry about it. However, this will be the game that I buy a PlayStation for. You damn well should. Um... The no other game. I still think of Last of Us as one of my favorite games of all time. 
given how many times I've played it. So The Last of Us 2 will be definitely the reason why, part two, that I get a PlayStation. No, I said in 2013 that the performances in that were palpable, that they were some of the palpable. greatest. One of the great, some of the greatest performances I've ever actually seen in all media, not just video games. I would throw in an agreement. Okay, so did any of you guys here actually watch the stage performance? That well, they Troy Baker I and, uh, forgot that was a thing. I posted that on the Emergent Gamer a couple yeah. a couple of weeks back, but it's actually a live production where um, Troy Baker and the I girl who plays Ellie, like, who's she's currently from, on Blind Spot. Uh, she's been in a lot of stuff. She was in Avengers, in a, in a bit part in Avengers. She was in Avengers? Fake Ellen yeah, Page. A, a part that was cut out. Um, and then she was also, she got started on Growing Pains, I think, as the younger sister. No way. And um, I've seen her in episodes of Mad Men. I, I'll, if you say her name, I'll, I'll, I'll totally remember. Um, but I can't believe how well the performances from that game stood up on the stage. And Ashley Johnson. Know, Ashley Johnson, yeah. yeah. Ashley Johnson playing against Troy Baker on the stage. All the scenes, even the woman that played. Um, uh, I'm oh, never going to make, make me do it. No, right. well, yeah, <laughs> the the character is it Paige or Faye? This is, Faye. We, this is what we need a producer. Is for. it Faye? Uh, one of the earlier characters is one, Tess. 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 Yeah. So the actress who played Tess was was great. Uh, the performances of this. If you have not played this game, you need to play it just to see. Like if you're. If you're entertained by any form of, of, of dramatic media, like th- this holds up. And I think actually that's why it's it's like when people call it a zombie game, I almost try and stop them right there. Yeah, because, you're dismissing it outright. Because that's just the environment that they live in, and it's not the focus of the storytelling. I think it's like kind of what Walking Dead t- tries to do. Because you know in The Walking Dead, the zombies are no longer the focus. It's it's just the characters that, that, right. that the story is revolving it's, around. It's how they're dealing with the world and the situations right. they're put in. So yeah, for, I, mean, I mean I think I think it handles the, the subject matter better than The Walking Dead. Absolutely. Well, because it's a lot more focused. It, has, it you, hasn't gone as long though. You have you have a more concentrated focus on the two main characters and yeah. the characters around them with the, whoever they may be. Also, The Walking Dead is trash, and this game is not. So. It's a little bit, honestly <laughs> at this point. At this point, at least. To be honest with oh, you, it's, it's, it's a little bit opinion. more like The Road. If you've ever seen read the novel Mad Max. Or, or seen Fury, the, no, Fury there was a there was a movie a few years ago called The Road based on a novel of the same name. Um, that starred uh, the guy Viggo Mortensen from yep. uh, Lord, of uh, Lord of the Rings, yeah. and where he's just this kind of guy on the road. On the road with I blink, uh, I have no idea what I just said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's a guy on the road with his, I believe his son yeah. or a kid. I, I can't remember, but uh, I watched it a long time ago and forgot it. But um, but it's a lot like that. Um, That's why I said last week uh, that trailer for Logan. You remember Logan, mm-hmm. you know, the Wolverine yeah, movie? Yeah. Gave off some very strong Last of Us vibes from from, from that trailer alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. It felt yeah. A, like, a lot like that, but but I think that had to do with uh, maybe the music. Yeah. They used, um, they used Hurt by uh, yeah, they did. Cash. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, I'm not even going to begin uh, begin to pronounce the guy's name that does the music. It's, I know his first name is Gustavo. Um, I have the soundtrack to Last of Us. Oh, yeah, right. It's uh, something to hear. Very uh, good. It's all guitar. Really good guitar. It reminds just, me a lot I mean, of um, Red Dead Redemption's and we know soundtrack. I'm not done playing the game. I know it's Locke's, you know, probably favorite game of all time. You guys have all played it to completion. I'm going to stream oh, it, it again it. soon. I'm, yeah. I'm in the middle of streaming it, and once I get my shit together, that's the game I'm going to be playing. Um, I say this every week. But <laughs> the performances are for sure the best 
acting that I've seen in a game and portrayed in a game. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the audio recording is incredible, right? First of all, but that's that's only half the battle. You have to try to convey it and try to feel it. And it's been it's been a push in the industry to to capture your actors like with their mocap suits and like the facial recognition and everything and try to fit that into the game and make the performance come across. I've just I've never seen anyone do it as well as The Last of Us. I mean, that scene with Tess uh in the beginning, you know, where she reveals something to you. And this is not even yeah. very far in the game. Exactly I was watching this like, about. holy shit, man. Like I'm really feeling something for this. And this is too yeah, soon in a it's, game it's very to heavy. have a connection really established. Usually a game depends on you spending hours and hours to care about characters. This was just pure emotional performance and I was really impressed. Well, the good I mean, one of the good things about the first Last of Us was they set they set up the mood right from the beginning. I'm has everyone here seen the the opening scene from Last of Us? Yeah. Is it okay to talk about? If you haven't uh skip 15 seconds, yeah. please. Well, I mean, I won't go in too deep into it, but like that that first opening chapter that you play is it sets the tone right away. Mm-hmm. It shows you who the character is and it shows you how the high quality of acting that you're pretty much going to see for throughout the whole game. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Um, and and they set the emotional tone right from the beginning, and they they hang on to it through, throughout that whole thing, and and you become instantly invested uh, in in those characters. And one thing about the some details about the new Last of Us that I've read was this time around you'll be playing as Ellie. So she will be a, a stronger focus of the game. Yeah, which call, Joel. calls back to yeah. Left Behind. And I think right. probably their motivation behind um, making Ellie the focus is because of how successful Left Behind, the DLC for the first game, was. I mean, you loved it, right? The Left Behind, oh, yeah, it was really left good. behind story? I did, yeah. I, I, didn't, I only played the Left uh, Behind story once. I played the main game four times, mm-hmm. once on each difficulty. Um, but... It, I, I played it multiple times because I wanted to play it on the harder difficulties. I didn't play it, obviously, for the story. So the Left, Be- the Left Behind DLC, I played once because I got what I needed. But it was, it was fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I bought it. You know, like yeah, you, you gave me you gave me the game with when I bought your PlayStation. Oh yeah, yeah. And I wanted so I wanted more from the story, so I went and, and I purchased it, and it was fourteen ninety nine or something. It was only a few hours of gameplay, but it added a lot to that character to learn a little bit more about Ellie. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm truly excited to see these characters grow further. So am I. I think it's smart to do it this way. I think, you know, who knows what we get in the future? But you know, these characters are beloved, I believe, by the people that played the game. It, it makes me honestly wonder why that they're even trying to make a motion picture movie on on these on on Last of Us and Uncharted, mm-hmm. because these the actors who were in this game do a smashing job on their own. Sure, they, I don't think I don't think they need a, a multi, uh, you know a motion picture to accompany these games. I would do. They I would are do their own movies. I would do a Kingsglaive, and I would make I would make it a CGI movie. Oh, really? I would I would use these. I would have Naughty Dog use these characters and do it all CGI with the hmm. voice acting. So that I would watch. That's how they capture the performance. A, a Naughty Dog directed a Naughty Dog directed feature. I could definitely get down with. Yeah, even if it was thirty minutes, or it doesn't have to be like a, a two hour movie like Kingsglaive was, but it, maybe that's how you get more. Maybe it's encompassing. You know, maybe they re- even if they released a movie that was like this is what happened at the end of part one before part two. You know, I I mean I think you're right. I don't think you have to recast characters and do a live action for. These people, these characters are already real. 
mm-hmm. like Ellie and her digital form and her voice is already the character. Like I don't need to see her come to life. It doesn't right. do anything else for me. I agree. Absolutely. With you. Now I know we did want to talk about destiny, but you were talking Neo an awful lot about uncharted and yeah. our, we had a news bit about that and I'm really curious about it. So do you, yeah, you want to just like skip to that? I'm going to go, I'm going to go real quick with it. Um, the PSX conference went from, the beginning, it, it, it bookended with Naughty Dog trailers, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it started, we started with the, this Uncharted trailer, and we ended with The Last of Us Part Two trailer. Um, the Uncharted trailer uh, opened, cold open, you didn't know what you were, you didn't know you were watching Uncharted at first. You saw, like, a masked uh, woman walking through the, this, uh, these, like, war-torn, like, Middle Eastern streets or... I don't know. I honestly don't know what the location was, <laughs> but it looked like it. Um, and, sh- and it's pretty much eight minutes of her walking through, uh, ultimately, to get to the end. I'm not going to go give you the play-by-play. But she got to the end, and uh, Nadine like, comes out. Yep. like a gameplay thing, though? You said eight minutes? It was about? eight minutes of gameplay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and at, toward the end, Nadine from Uncharted 4 came out and stopped the character and revealing Chloe from Uncharted. So this, this game will be featuring Chloe and Nadine together. Uh, in some sort of adventure, Chloe's still alive. Chloe is indeed still alive. Huh. Now, yeah, I didn't... she makes a she makes a small in Uncharted Four. Like you, you get a letter from Chloe. Well, I know in, she was a play- playable playable character in the the in uh, three and earlier. Well, I was going to say the multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, she's still well. in four. Yeah. I uh, I didn't watch this this reveal trailer, and actually, I haven't played four yet. Oh no. Um, but was there any hint until you saw Nadine and revealed Chloe that it was, that it uncharted? was uncharted? No. Because they okay. didn't, they didn't do the normal climbing thing, where okay. you just watch a character climb for like minutes. You know how they normally do it. There was no, there was really no gunplay. It was really just this char- It was really just Chloe's character making her way through this town, mm-hmm. sneaking past guards, sneaking past people. She got stopped at one point. Someone was like, "Hey, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here." And then they got distracted, and then she snuck away and moved on. Right. It, it seemed, it seemed more like a stealth game, if anything. Than a climby, shooty, jumpy Uncharted game. Okay, I mean it's probably smart. They probably wanted to avoid it looking like and sticking Uncharted with the same after same like formula they've been a doing. Thief's End. They're like, all right, so we're not really done. Yeah. This is not a Thief's End. This is well, it is. It is Nathan's End. I mean, he's that, his story. I think is closed. That I, I'm. Yeah. It's not a spoiler. I think to for me to know that or to figure right. that out. But like he did, no they, I'm kidding. He's they like, did a smart thing with not making it like Uncharted right away because then people would have been like, "Oh God, oh it's like come on, you know, another yeah. one." Yeah, yeah. I couldn't figure out what it was at first when I was watching. So that's cool. It sounds like it'll be uh, a little fresh. Yeah, uh, I'm the excited. woman, the woman who plays uh, Chloe's voice, oh, um, I love her so. much. I believe she plays Tess uh, Everett in the. She uh, does not. Oh, she, it's Claudia. No? Black. no, I was about to be like, "Damn, it's a good call" because no. I'm hearing the voices in my head. They sound very similar. No. In not Tess in the Last, Last of Us. Us. No, no Tess, Tess Everest from Tess Destiny. Everest in Destiny. I knew exactly who you were talking oh, about. Oh, yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's Claudia Black. There you yeah, go. Yeah, she was Black. also in Farscape and Stargate SG One. Pitch Black. <gasps> Pitch Black. Oh yes. my God. Yeah, it's her. Wow. She She's great. amazing. I love her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a great call. All right. Yeah. So uh, there you go. That's your Uncharted update. I'm, I'm going to play it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it. It's gonna I be great. Uh, I don't have a transition for the next thing. Tess Everest. Oh yeah. Duh. I just transitioned to buy yeah. it on accident. 
You did. It was perfect. I thought you had this all planned. Uh, Yeah, there it is. Uh, So Destiny, the dawning was announced. Destiny, the dawning. The old Trip Zero, my my Destiny whore over there. Yeah, man. It's the game that will probably never let me go. Gift Uh, that keeps on giving. I haven't given it up. I mean, I just have them sitting over there. Well, it'll never let you down. I'm going to come back. (laughs) Don't, Don't do that. I mean... I haven't given up on it, but I for sure have not been playing it recently because of Final Fantasy, of course, which is my first love. But uh, we're getting this update, and they're calling it The Dawning. Um, The quickest way to summarize this would be that it's essentially Sparrow Racing. We got this last year as a free update to the game. So they repackaged it? And now it's coming back. It's rebranded. Yes, but here's the thing. It's not just Sparrow Racing. So in the game in Destiny, you can drive around the planets and the worlds on sparrows, which are like kind of like floating hover motorcycles you could think of. Call them out. They, they're um, like speeders yeah. from uh, nope, Star Wars. That's exactly Wars. what it is. Yeah, yep. it's, it's even better. Um, this is pod racing. And people have been like unofficially racing these since day one, right? Just trying to get to like the end of a strike faster or through a level. So they made this an official thing last year. They made courses, they made awards, you ran through it. It was a PvP event, so it was like officially a part of the Crucible. Locke, have you done this? Did you like unofficially race your, your Sparrow ever? No. Neither did I. No, I have no desire to do that. Not once. Who no, did I that? Mean- I mean, I'm sure. People. I mean, there's, there's, getting to missions, right? Wouldn't you be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get there first, yo"? Not really, because we all knew that they all ran at the basically the same speed, right? Wasn't there? Uh, aren't, until, there weren't there like special ones? I mean, yeah, in year one, it came when out you with got special that, ones. Yeah. In year one, if you got the uh, the sparrow drop from the very first raid, you could hold both shoulder pads to boost. Except your your sparrow would blow up if you held it too long. But you right, went yeah, faster. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I think. But well, before we dive sure. into a little bit of discussion, let me just give a, a quick rundown. It is sparrow racing. So we're getting two new courses, and then the two we had last year for a total of four. Last year, you had to pay 10 bucks to get the uh, record book to keep track of it. You're getting that for free. So you can keep track of everything that you do, and it makes a lot of sense. Fits in with the Rise of Iron record book. We're also getting strike scoring, like PvP scoring. So now you can compare results after strikes to yeah. see who killed more enemies and who had a, a better, you know... Teamwork award. There's all kind of awards. That and sounds medals and very stuff. similar to like Challenger Prison of Elders. Yeah, you'll you'll be able to build up medals like you do over over PvP over time. Uh, where you sh- wait, you shoot things for points, and then yeah, it, it, and that it, might it literally looks something like, like a the drop PvP or scoring. But that might unlock a drop. I'm not sure about that yet, but you okay. will get medals. You know, how you get you get like uh, nail in the coffin in PvP or oh, like yeah. first blood. You get you'll get strike awards like that. Um, Sparrow Racing will also be part of. Uh, private matches after this is over. So they'll be in there for free, which is pretty cool. They're, no. not, they're not taking it away like before. Right, exactly. Cool. Uh, and then, of course, there's there's a bunch of new new things, right? We'll get new quests for the Sparrow Racing and probably some other little story things. And we're getting some new weapons, uh, including Icebreaker. Icebreaker is coming back, man. And I'm so excited for that. We're also getting uh, Thunderlord variants. So instead of Thunderlord being um, uh, Lightning, arc. we're getting yeah. Arc. I, Fucking blanked on the name, no, but you're getting Final Fantasy. You're getting yeah, it's it's, it's been in my brain. You're getting Void and, and Solar Burn for Thunderlord. No, oh. so uh, it starts December thirteenth and will run until January third, I believe. Um, so yeah, but what, pr- pretty beefy, meaty, free update. You know, you're saying it's temporary. Yes. What's going away after Icebreaker? Is that going to go away after? No, no, no. It's like it's like a 
the Halloween event or like the Valentine's Day event, like the tower will be all decorated for holidays oh, and, okay. you know, it'll be snowing and, and all that stuff. We're also getting new ornaments. So we're getting Thorn, Last Word, Black Spindle, Icebreaker, and Red Death are also getting the ornament treatment. You can buy the boxes, of course, for real money. You buy the, the glimmer on there and you, oh, can, yeah. you can, you know, get your special sparrow that no one else has that you pay 20 bucks for and be real proud of yourself. <laughs> I'm saying this because I, I did it for oh. Halloween. I think, oh, not you, though. Not you, Trev. <laughs> but I, I, think... I am. I'm <laughs> buying right fucking into it. I think it's worth commending Bungie for giving us more content when we, all we expected there to be was Sparrow Racing. Oh, League. for sure, yeah. Like we didn't... And by we, I'm totally making it collective, and I don't know if these were your opinions, but I didn't expect there to be... The return of other weapons. I didn't expect to get other weapons and armor. I didn't expect to get new quests, new story missions. Nope. I expected to say, here are your four tracks. I was still excited for it because this time last year is when I stopped playing Destiny for those six months. So I did not do Sparrow Racing League last year. This was your um, uh, your sign to put the game down is what you're saying, right? This was when I was like, I'm done. <laughs> we came back in January or February. I can't remember. Uh, we came back. When's Valentine's Day? Yeah. When is it? February. February. So we came back. I went back in March because I didn't do the Valentine's Day event. I must have. I came back before you. Okay. Yeah, there was a time period. I started back in January. And I mean, what I'm doing now is I'm playing Final Fantasy during the week and I'm playing Destiny on the weekends because I still love to run trials. Um, So, I mean, I'm only playing it on the weekends um, when I have time and when I have time during the week playing Final Fantasy. But this is a good way to bring back maybe some people that are tired since they've already done the hard mode and there's just more content. Um, And I like bringing the competitive nature to PvE when it's not really competitive now. Um, So maybe, you know, the first person, the first person and the person in first place maybe gets an extra drop. Or maybe gets exclusive drop gear, so it's making you want to come in first place. Yeah, I don't think the scoring is enough. Like just doing scoring, what's the point if you're not going to get anything better for being in first? But I love, I love the idea of making it more competitive in PVE to make people want to play PVE because it gets it gets monotonous. Now here's here's my question for you. When I was playing Destiny, one of the problems I had was uh, you would join a strike with somebody or with what three people, right? It was mm-hmm. three people. You'd always have like that one asshole. Who would sit back and like not do anything and let the other two like me and my buddy would have to run the strike and this asshole would just like sit back. What what is it? Does does this it's, fix that? It's so funny because the there's a a, a thread on Reddit that summarizes all of this and yeah. one of the top comments is, uh, "Do we think this is going to help with strike toxicity?" Yeah. Um, so I honestly don't know if it's been happening still because no one fucking does strikes for fun like well, in the end game. Really. Well, so there's so here's the thing. There's still a ton of people running strikes because. They're trying to get what's now called skeleton keys, which they've said they're going to increase the drop rate for those with this new event. Those are now dropping from both types of strikes, the heroic. Well, they always have. They always have. Oh, I I always got them more frequently in the in the basic one, not you the did. heroic. I think yeah. you did because they wanted people to get loot, so they increased it there because you need loot more. Yeah. So they now before when you did strikes, you had a chance of randomly getting a piece of armor or gear specific to that boss. Well, now you can open up those every time if you have a key to get that strike-specific. So people really only want a few strike-specific pieces of gear. So if, like, the one didn't pop, they would all leave, right? Um, Where I think the scoring is going to hopefully keep people there wanting to play because there's a reason to play it. Like, right now, when you go in and you load up a certain strike... There's not really a reason to play it unless you need that specific strike. So I think the idea behind doing the scoring is it gives people incentive to play it 
and stay playing it instead of loading it up and doing exactly what happened to you. I think things have changed dramatically since you've played, mm-hmm. but there's that's still a problem. I just don't think it's as big of a problem as it used to be. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. That really pissed me off. Oh, I mean, it's super frustrating. Oh, yeah. When when the light level first increased and I was grinding the strike playlist because you needed to, people would quit all the time. And it's like, well, dude, now this strike's going to take me 25 extra fucking minutes yeah. because you couldn't. You know, dude, you couldn't just stay in it with me, bro. True. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited to see that they're still releasing content, even though we know we have to have right around the corner a release of Destiny 2 if they're still planning on releasing in 2017. So uh, good to see that we're getting a pretty big update. Iron Banner starts tomorrow as of this recording. Oh, so, God. Um, um, you guys practiced, right? I'm not going <laughs> to. Well, I mean, I yeah, I'm good. I mean, we're about to get into why i don't know if i'm even going to touch any of this stuff you can level iron banner super quick quick now iron banner now is you don't there's no incentive to get to rank 5 in iron banner anymore you just have to complete the bounties there's no reason to get to rank 5 i thought um, one of the bounties is get to rank 5 no oh. um all your bounties are now tied oh one of them might be to rank 4 but the three other bounties still drop you gear yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, there's not, you know, you don't need to grind it like you used to. And it's Rift, so fuck Rift. Oh, what? But oh no. It's the first time they're doing Rift. Out. Yeah. Ooh, it's Iron Banner Rift? Out. It is. Ouch. Yeah. I'll, prob- yeah, I'll probably... I'll pro- mm. So Rift I'll is <laughs> the worst game type there is in Destiny, in my opinion. What, right tied the there with the Supremacy. Breakdown. So Rift is, you each have a net, essentially, and your net is this big glowing part of your base. Just think of it as a net where you're looking to score in the center of the map. Always looking to score, baby. In the center of the map is another glowing orb that you can collect the basketball. Your objective is to make it to their base and dunk, literally dunk the orb into their glowing and you get points for it. You also get points for reaching a certain threshold of checkpoints to their base. You also get points by defeating the person running the riff. That sounds kind of cool. It's not, Oh, all right. It's it's so bad. It's not Dude, a great. So it's, it's reminding me of like like Rocket League and an Overwatch game type. So like, it, together in its the idea it's, is the idea is good. Doesn't work in Destiny PvP. It doesn't. No, there's just way too many variables. Mm. Uh, the other thing is if you're not playing with a team of six, it's fucking no one's on the same page. So it's it's a game type that takes a lot of teamwork because as you're rushing the base, you have to make sure that your teammates are clearing out the base so you can dunk. And playing it without a full squad is fucking miserable. It's oh. like it's like trying to coordinate alts in Overwatch with a bunch of randoms that don't work. You know what I mean? Like the game's so better when my, played. My big competitive match from a week ago. It's right. It's yeah. like you, you're gonna play better when you're playing as a team and you're cohesive. And that's the type of game mode where you need to all be on the same page. So it's fucking miserable when you're playing so yeah you, you also know when you're playing against a team of all six people who know each other because oh because they just go in and dump. they're destroying yeah you. yeah uh but that's so, this week too so i mean i guess to to wrap this up before we get on another fucking destiny debate um it's dangerous dangerous to talk about this game yeah i mean it's so it's hard not to just fucking yeah. rabbit well, you, hole it. you guys had uh some really important breakthroughs this week with a game that you all love it's mm. all I didn't buy it. I'm the only one. I'm the odd man out. The only game you haven't week. bought all year. Right. Right. <laughs> of course. And it, I, I'm taking all of your, your guys' advice and taking your recommendations to heart, um, but I haven't decided whether I want to add Say that. it. Say I, the name. Host. Say it. What? Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> there Ooh. it is. Woo! Yeah. Did you feel 
feel that? Mm. Did you feel that? So, I got so, so I'm going to be right quiet now. now, and you guys no, go ahead you don't and talk. To, so, <laughs> nerds, scrum away. I want, I want you to ask us questions because we're going to lose ourselves. Let me start. I'm not going to understand a single thing you guys are talking about. Let me about. quickly start. When you turn this game on for the first time, mm-hmm. a big old message shows up saying, this is a Final Fantasy for old players and new alike. That is, that is how it starts, the game. There is two things that I want to say more than anything. It's one, how I felt in, in the beginning, which I'll get to. But two, I still don't think this is a game for you. I'm still... <laughs> You're probably right. I'm still very... Like, I know we were trying to say that you could do it. You just can't, We man. just We just you wanted just him can't. to be there on our journey. You, I, I, I honestly, as, mm-hmm. as much of all the things that I love about this game that we'll talk about... There's a lot wrong I, with it. I don't think that you'll love it. I don't. I I know this is trying to get new fans. You're you're a Western RPG player. You're not an you're not you're not a Jap a JRPG player. You're just never going to be that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I got really big into playing Grand Theft Auto Five again, so I, it, I'm good. There's nothing so, wrong with it. I just don't think this is the game. So you for just you. told him what you're going to tell him. Now let's just let's tell him. So. Man. So here's the thing. So how are we breaking this up, guys? I don't know. I don't know. Where we're I want to just give my initial opinions from the opening of the game. I don't know if you guys have your own I thoughts do. on I, it. I have, a, and then we yeah. can talk about what we liked and if there's things we didn't like. So this is. So I played the the opening of the game, and what what I mean by the opening is the uh, first time you really control the character after the cutscenes, which is going to be when you're pushing the car. Right. Right. I dropped, and I I think I brought this up to you. I had to go run and take dinner out of the oven. So I, I paused the game because I didn't know what was happening because I'm pushing a car, right? You pause it with the, with the options button, right? Yes. So I have the menu up and I get back and um, the Stand By Me cover is playing by Florence and the Machines. You asked me, you're like, did this song play for you when you started the game? Because yes. I thought, right, so I thought I had just had it paused for so long that the game started playing fucking music. That's what I thought at first. But um, now you done messed up. So I put my headphones on and this song's playing and I just got hit with emotion. Oh, good. Right. Straight emotion. Like still know very little about these characters, still very sketchy about this boy band in leather. Right. And this all the way in. And this song is playing and I just got hit with it, man. Like I just great cover. Oh, yeah. First of all. Now I'm a huge Florence and the Machines fan when I wasn't before it's, because I never listened to their music. It's an incredible version of the song. You know that I'm a... I know you are. I'm like one of the biggest Florence I know and the Machine are. fans you'll I know. meet. I've seen her in concert. So Stand thank, By Me... Thank her for us. Yeah, Stand By Me is playing and I immediately feel this connection with the characters when I didn't expect to. And I knew from that moment on, even the things that I didn't like about the game, I was still going to enjoy playing the game. <laughs> Um, and there are things I don't like, and I still want to play it. And in that moment, I, I thought to myself, this was worth the 10 years. Thank you for giving me this moment, because many games don't give me the way that I felt when I put those headphones on, heard that song playing, and the characters were talking, and I was pushing the car. And there's been a lot of jokes about, how much time have you spent in the car so far, right? Whatever, blah, 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 blah. But it just it created a moment which I don't think video games do enough of like an actual true connection to it. And I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but oh, no, I, I, did. I did. That's why I originally said, I thought you screwed up because you walked away and the music played because when I, when I started the game, 
you're pushing the car and the music slowly fades in. Got it. And then it, it you know it produces like a swelling of sure. of music and you guys like you know broing out with each other like you know they're like making fun of each and, other and, and it's timed perfectly poking. with the, when the camera raises into the sky and then you yes, see the, yes. the main titles right there. Which yeah, all and that it pans still, up. Yeah, it was really good. Which I don't know, but all of that happened still. So I don't know if it was on a loop it and probably then, was. and then realized where I was and adjusted itself. Because it still did pick up in her singing, like as I unpaused it, um, I just thought like I had been paused for so long that it was like, oh well, I guess this is the menu music. Let's or start something. playing yeah. the music. But it was, um, it did a great job at making a connection to characters that at that point we still don't really know much about. Like we get a little bit from the opening opening of it with the very um, first scene that nope, I didn't see coming. I thought it was a right. very cool like uh, the film or or story term is in media race. Right, you're in the middle of some action. Mm-hmm. Without explanation to get you hooked to right. find out more. It's the old the old trope where they show you the end and then take you back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. They do that for one. like like a solid like a minute. It's like yeah. a minute like you're in this like one scene. I almost forgot about that too. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Very, <laughs> Actually, very yeah. cool. Very cool way yeah. to start. So it's it's interesting because I think about Final Fantasy that I've played and I've played the majority of them, and the reason why I love ten so much is because of the way I felt about the characters. Right, that is where Final Fantasy excels. The it most. does absolutely, and it's good to Second, see. Second, I would say it's systems. Right, right. First would be it's. You know, it's, it's always characters. been right. All the final, all the Final Fantasies that I love the most is because of the way that I felt to the characters. Ten, nine, seven, seven uh, even 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 10-2, I know everybody hates it, but even ten two, it's still about the characters. No, so fuck you. Um, to to for them to do it for this game, a game that I honestly didn't know how it was going to pan out after ten years, was was a good redeeming moment for me. Um, so I'm glad to see that you guys had similar similar reactions oh, to that dude. opening. The, char- the characters work their hardest to try and like show their personality mm-hmm. pretty early on. Um, have have you guys often? Have you been to your campgrounds often? Like to see the little cutscenes that they have when you do camp, right? And yeah. like sometimes, like a, a one character will pull aside Noctis and. Uh, You'll you'll have like a you'll have a moment to like bond with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I've had Ignis like ask me to cut vegetables with him, and you'll have like a conversation like exclusively with Ignis. Sure. Um. And uh, one morning, I guess uh, what's his name, big dude with the sword. I can't remember. Gladius. Gladius. Gladius thank you. Um. He takes you out one morning for like a morning run, and that was like a really cool moment. So the characters do they they try and work you work you into these like like relationship with the characters uh, pretty well. And it happens pretty early on too. So so the mechanic we're talking about, Felix, is the only way that you can convert your XP in this game is by resting at night. So Yeah, uh, Trip was telling me a little bit about that. So, I sat down and watched him. Yeah, we were, we were chatting which, about the, the process a little bit. Which I really don't know how I really feel about that. But it's okay. Um, I do like that they there's some reasons for it. There's... So you get that character interaction. It's another level of that, which is cool. Like if they if they made resting solely to rest and they didn't add that to it, I'd be more upset about that mechanic. Um, but the reason why you have to rest and you don't want to always do it because there's things to do at night. But when you do rest, your your XP converts and you can then add that to your skill tree. Now, it reminds me of an, of an evolution of remember in old Final Fantasy games where you would go to the inn and sleep. Sure. Save your game. Mm-hmm. And then it would, you know, sometimes it'll bring your HP and back up yep. and stuff. It kind of reminds me of that mechanic, but mm-hmm. like in a modern open world setting, sure. which is where, you know, like night and day cycles come in yeah. and yeah. It, it just takes advantage of that pretty well. Yeah, I think it, it, it serves more of a purpose than the old inns did for sure. Like before you were only able to save games at an inn 
right. or if or you had or uh, yeah right so it 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 adds a, a level to to two resting um it's just sometimes i'm like man i really wish i could add this 500 xp that i just got like right now you know yeah but it just it's uh it creates an engaging way to do a lot of the mundane tasks that you have to do in this kind of an RPG, right? And boy, there are there. Assign your experience points, uh, your ability points too, that you earn doing anything and everything in the world. Um, pick your bonuses that you're going to apply to your characters. That's done in the form of you picking your meal when you camp, right? Right. You tell Ignis what what to cook, and it just it's it's done so well. You know, like as as you're picking the the food, he's sitting there with like with his finger on his chin, and then the minute you hit the X button, it just goes. He snaps, and he's like, <laughs> it, it feels like responsive and it feels like it's you and no matter what you pick to eat you see a different scene maybe they're sitting around playing on their phones like texting their their other friends or probably scrolling through whatever their version of like facebook or twitter is sure yeah like there are so many things that we could probably talk about that make this feel alive alive. and give you an actual connection to the characters And, and i keep uncovering little things that just make me love it more and more and more um i'll get to you in just one second Felix. i'm gonna throw one more thing out in case we don't come back but my very first day playing the game, I was in the the initial open area that's like, you know, a hammerhead. Hammerhead, a, yeah. Uh, I'm the trying to think Sydney. of a, a mathematical way to put Sydney. it. Maybe like a fifth or a sixth of the entire open world. Like the world's massive. And this is just oh, like the first little area that you, that you have access to. And I was trying to squeeze every last drop of it, right? But I got out of one fight, one battle, uh, and I'm running along through the, through the desert with the guys. And Prompto starts singing. The Final Fantasy yes. theme, the classic theme, yes. just by himself. Uh, Jalus called me after that happened. I was just and was like, "Dude, you won't believe what just happened." I've never played a game that has made me smile by myself, just like from happiness so much. I know I'm sounding like a fucking little no, kid, but I'm, this no, game makes you feel like I felt being the a little same thing, buddy. Again, while it's happening, I'm gonna hold your hand right now. Yeah, I felt it. I yeah. felt it. it. Thank you for bringing it up. I'm sorry, Felix. I know you've had your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it up because I forgot about that moment. And it happened to me, I think, running to do a side quest. And he starts doing it. And I was like, no, he's not. Yeah. Is he? Re- oh, my God. He yeah. Is. Oh, my God. He is. And it, I, I sat there and I smiled. I, I just pulled sat my there phone out to write it down. And I began a notepad. But that was the first thing to add to talk about with you guys because it was yeah. just such it, a magic little. It's a nice little moment to, moment to connect. It's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. What do you got, Felix? Well, I, I've, I've never played a Final Fantasy in my entire life, including this one. Uh, in a moment like that, would I not know what the nope, hell was going on? Nope, you'd have no idea. And I'd be like, oh, great. So you would appreciate randomly singing a song. Right, you'd appreciate <laughs> that this character fleshing out more of himself. He's like the, the outgoing, Probably, bubbly yeah. part of the group, but, whatever. Mm. But it has a, a layer of meaning for people that have played these. And that goes to the point for fans of Final Fantasy and, and newcomers. Mm-hmm. But the, the, uh, so my newcomer question, that would that would be like my question if I was an old old, yeah. old hand, all right. Uh, my keep old go, hand. Keep going. Yeah. It's fine. The new uh <laughs> the new What's, qu- the, what's the phrase newcomer you're question? Take a powder. Go take a powder. Something I would desire in the game. Um you said there's eating and sleeping and XP and things like that. Sure. And it's necessary for actually progressing. What happens if you don't do that? Nothing. You stay level 1 or whatever. No, no, so but you, you, you get to the end of the night, does does mm-hmm. lack of eating cause you to fall oh, ill? So the characters no. complain. They complain if they're they're tired or hungry. But I don't think and you would know you've played way more than I have, and I yeah. think more than Trip has. I don't I'm think there's five, yeah. I don't think there's actually a negative impact that you have for not resting. True you, or untrue. You won't be able to progress to new areas but, because your level but is. But like you don't high. fall sick 
or like no. your no. stamina doesn't decrease. No. Right. There are, there are not debuffs you get for not resting. Right. I so just that feel point like they is... will complain more. That's all. Right. Or and then like Ignis will be like, it's dark out. We should really get camp. Right. Like they they really like Ignis won't drive if it's night, and he won't like it if you drive if it's night. The car, the car is its own thing, by the way. The car is... I love the car so much. Yeah, it's it's not... There's no fast travel per se in the game. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm jumping past his question, if that's all right. No, you're not. Okay, cool. The car the car is cool because it you can auto-drive, and you'll have, like, Ignis drive. He's, like, your British, British friend cook guy. Um, he'll drive, and you can choose to manually drive the car, or you can use it to fast travel. If you don't have the car, you can't fast travel. You can t- you can transfer back to the car. Uh, that can is you, one thing you can do. Can you fast travel back to the car if you lose the car? Yes, you can. Okay. You can always the, you can always fast yeah. travel back to the car. But you can't fast travel if you're not near the car. If you're uh, not talking yeah. to the car, if that makes sense. Uh, manual driving, absolutely abysmal, terrible. It's no not a driving game. Yeah, it's, but, it's but like, it just stays on the path. It, that's all it does. It's just made to like drive on the road. I mean, it was in development for 10 years. You could do a better job. <laughs> I successfully um, crashed my car today, though. Did you? Into another oncoming car. So nice. that's possible. Okay, cool. That's like, possible. You'd get, it, you'd get in the car and be like, what the fuck is this? Because it's, it's truly a business. You hold R2, and you can tilt the stick to go to swerve, but if you let go of the stick, it'll bring you right back, and all it'll you have to do is on hold the, It'll stay in its R2. lane. Yeah. No reason not Cruise to Cruise control. The only, the only reason why you should do manual is because you want to drive at night. Like I, I'd rather I, just get in the car and choose my sound, just play my soundtrack and do something else while it's driving. That's yeah. exactly what I've been doing. Yeah. Um. So, but what's cool about the night mode to talk to go back to that is it's a necessity to rest because you want to gain XP. So that's as far as it really goes. But the cool thing at night is at night there's an element of danger. So during the day you have the random encounters that you can come against around the, the the regular beasts that roam around the world, which seem to be pretty buggy for me. I don't know if it is for you guys on PlayStation, but I'll be running mm-hmm. and all of a sudden like there's nine raptors around me when the nine raptors were not there prior. I, oh, I've never had enemies pop in. Which I've experienced. No, on like multiple I would, I would run into them and then they'll, they'll no these me. these will yeah. literally appear out of nowhere multiple wow. times. Ambush? Uh, not ambush because they don't get an attack. Like, like, pop in. like you don't physically see them. Like they haven't, the assets haven't loaded, but they've been Ugh. there the whole time. That, is, that does not happen to me. Like yet. so, I'm running. Ten years, brother. Right? No, I got I'm you. Running. I got you. And all of a sudden, they're surrounding you, which is fine because I still beat the shit out of them. But it's like, well, if I didn't really want to fight them, I could have just like ran around them. Right. You know. So like, what if this was a level 15 enemy? That was really high in defense. I now have to flee. Which there are which certain areas that have like it's almost like a notorious monster for a for an open world game. I've run into a few. Do you guys yeah, find the Bandersnatch in that yes, first area? Just about <laughs> yeah. to tell you about the Bandersnatch. Sorry, yeah, dude, I know we're sidetracked. I saw but, it today. Um, yeah, I was like, okay, there's another leaf here. Let me go pick up whatever it is. And then I ran up and I was like, this was while I was streaming. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, that's a big <laughs> fucking. You hear, enemy. you hear the battle music and you're like, yeah. what's around? Oh fuck, it's yeah, like big level dude, forty something. Um, Lost my train. So at at night, they they tell you this very early on. At night is dangerous. Harder enemies. And then there's these things called daemons. Um, they essentially are huge monsters that you, in the beginning of the game, clearly cannot Stand fight. Stand no chance. Um, and, yeah. they, and they go near the roads. So that's why he doesn't manually... You would have to manually drive because you have to manually... You can't drive past them. If they if force one you of these out of like car. huge yeah. iron giants, usually it's a little giant with a little flaming bomb guy that, that pops up. If they pop up in the road, your car will swerve to a stop and you'll get out. Like them, to have to, to encounter them. them. So you got to just run until they despawn and then run back to your car and try to keep going. Right. So there's 
that's why they, in the beginning at least, want you to rest at night because you can't really do much at night without potentially being in danger. And that's when you can get more X. That's when you gain your XP. That's when you gain your. But your uh, your camp doesn't get attacked. No, no, no. While you're doing like, the so you can XP rest test. out in the wild at a camp, but you're still resting. Got it. Right? You can also rest at a hotel. Uh, or a lot of times, little little cities called outposts. It's like a cafe, a car mechanic, sure. an item shop, and a little. It'll be like a an R, literally an RV with some tables and chairs outside. You can stay there for the night for for a bit of gill. That's the money in the game. If you stay in a hotel or like an actual building, building, you'll get a bonus on your experience. But Ignis won't cook, so you don't you don't get food bonuses for the next day. Right, but you'll get a multiplier on your experience points you're turning in, which I have purposely taken advantage of oh, to cash in. Some that's ad- the thing. So XP, that's yeah. that's a reason to keep playing through multiple day night cycles, get a huge amount of experience, then stay somewhere to multiply your experience. You you're cash getting. it in, yeah. Later. But usually, if you don't mind, there are restaurants near those it's those outposts, like a, you have so you can you stay can there, there and get a yep. meal for the bonuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like you have an XP wallet. Yes, like yeah, exactly what it's like. So before we go into mechanics, do you? I know you were saying you love it, and I don't hate it, but do you think there's too much of an emphasis on food in this game? Like, is it almost at nauseum? It's like it's like part of what they want you to. They want you to use it essentially, which is fine. I'm at a point now where I have so many food choices for Ignis to make. I mean, and it, like I'm just constantly it, making food. It looks so good when it's done being cooked. And I'm not mad about it. That's what they spent ten years but, on making that food look just the, the, just yum, the yum, food yum mechanic. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I just feel like it's almost too much i don't know like i, I have no problem with it okay. i like it because like because then i'll like plan like okay i'll use these bonuses tomorrow because i know i'm gonna i know but, what missions i'm gonna do sure so, and that like, makes you know sense I mean? like i like the idea of buffs right but it comes to a point where like oh i want you to run across the map to get me a tomato and when you get the tomato you can now make three new recipes like uh eh, can i just buy the recipes like I why am i doing that's these stupid definitely side part quests? of a bigger problem that i think we're going to get into in a little sure. bit but yeah like so. the uh, like the the turkeys and the and the and the chickens and the carrots in uh, Bugs Bunny, that used to uh, really uh, get my palate going. Like when I when watch you're watching it, a cartoon and they're as like, a kid. I know it's a tangent, but you actual like some kind of cartoon making you salivate is such a weird Pavlovian. Well, thing. whenever cartoons eat pizza, yeah, and, like, the cheese is being it, pulled apart forever. Right. Like, cartoon, oh yeah, oh, cartoon that so good. Calling yeah. right now when you would see Bugs Bunny like sitting there with his carrot. And he'd be talking to somebody, and the, the sound effect of Car- chewing. Carrot never got me. Oh, but I know what you mean. Always with the, used with to the make pizza. me want. Or it's like go- when the when the cartoon characters like look at the chicken, and then like they like imagine them imagine cooked, them, and yeah. it has like the little little feet dressings on. Yeah, 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 them, yeah you know exactly. What I mean? Yeah, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I was just curious on your opinions because I know this is uh, as far as the the um, I don't want to say the haters, but the people that have been critical about this game. A lot of people have been saying there's too much emphasis on food. Um, so I was just curious on your take on it. Um, I, I'm not a, a huge um, hater on it. I just think there's a lot of energy and time spent around food in this game. And it just, to me, seems like we, it just seems weird. I don't know why. It's just, Maybe it's because the first time we've been introduced to it, like in, in a Final Fantasy game. Mm. I don't know. It just seems like it, there's a lot of energy put into the meals in this game. Yeah, and there are a lot of things that, like link in that ecosystem. So it's not just you cooking at your campfire at night. It's the fact that you have to go to the restaurant at the outpost, talk to the cook to get info about your area. You're talking to the guy making the food. He'll give you quests to get more items related to food. But when I'm playing, I I don't treat it like it's something you have to do. Like once I discovered you could get experience bonuses, that's 
almost all I do. I mm-hmm. stay in, in for the food. Yeah, 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 I stay in um in like RVs or hotels most of the time, and only camp if I have to. If I really want to get like a level up, um, I treat it like fishing. Like I've I've fished twice. I enjoy. I love fishing. fishing yeah. Really. Loved. Yeah. <laughs> I sat. So when I, like, fishing got my line, and I got so mad when Maybe fishing I, got I unlocked. I yeah. sat there and caught every fucking fish, even wow. the one that made me buy a better line and better hooks. The one that was like the the big blue one that was way too big yeah. you shouldn't be able to catch. I spent like forty five minutes damn. catching that goddamn fish because I loved it. Did you get I yourself the skill you. to get more AP while Wait, you? I fish? will tell I you. Did. Yeah. There is a guy out in the wilderness you'll run into, probably near the Chocobo farm. I don't know if you've gotten there yet. No, I'm on go. the way. You're on the way. Yeah. There's a guy near there. There's like a whole marshy area. You will find a guy who will give you some fishing quests. Nice. And he will provide you with some goodies. I'm also a person yeah. that spent a ton of time getting to level 99 in Final Fantasy 11 with fishing. So well, I have this no. weird obsession with no, fishing. No, I, I get Final it. Fantasy I, games, I played 45 minutes of Justice Monsters 5, which is the pinball oh, game. Oh, jeez. And I, I, figured tried out, it. Yeah, I figured yeah. out how to play it and how to like fucking do really well. Right. So it, yeah, another sure. thing that's amazing, I think, though, because everyone has their niche or finds their thing to do in the game that will make them really, really happy. And you don't have to do one thing, you can do the other, but it's there for you and for your friends to experience as you want on your road trip. Yeah, sure. You need to explain what the fuck a chocobo is. A big oh, yellow yeah. chicken you know the bird yellow thing f- that you can ride like a horse. Because you were talking about them at E3. You, you said know? there was one you could ride in okay. When we walked E3. in, that big fat bird, yeah. that was a fat chocobo. Usually they're more fit than that. They're, they're birds that are similar to ostriches in their form. Okay. You but they're, that you ride. It's it's fucking an ostrich, but Final Fantasy's version of ostrich. Well, what happens to? Well, do you lose the you, car at some point? Okay, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you how how I do things now. I'm a little bit further ahead of these guys here. Got it. Um. So what you'll end up doing is you'll meet the Chocobo Rancher. You will get the ability. He'll ask you to do some some bullshit. He will give you the ability to rent Chocobos, and you'll choose the amount of days you want to rent the Chocobos. Um. There's like fifty fifty gil a day. Um, once you get those, you have a whistle, and you'll be able to do a whole bunch of stuff. The chocobos level up with you. They, you'll be able to call them into battle if you want. They have a move, just like you know how you have in combat. You have the ability to like have gladius, or they all have their own like unique skills you, that you, you can call. Upon. You like direct them in their skills to do something. Right. They'll, you can call them. It's like a like I forgot what the move's called. And as they level up, it'll improve their stamina, their speed, and they have, like, a drift move, like, that's kind of cool. You can, like, easily, like, turn, because they, they move real fast. Like, when you hit the dash button, they're, like, they're going. So what I find myself doing is I'll park my car at an outpost, and then I will get all my, my, my side quests, and then I will just go, okay, Chocobo, let's go, and then we're off, like, going from quest to quest to quest. Or mining point to mining point to mining point. Exactly. Locks, did you want to add that? Well, to, to, to your point, to answer your question, Chocobos were the primary form of transportation in the majority of Final Fantasy games. Like, the car is, like, a modern thing. Like, you weren't driving cars in other Final Fantasies. Your Chocobo, whenever you unlocked it, in really any Final Fantasy was your primary mode to go across the map in a faster way besides running. Oh, okay. So for them not to add it in some form, and I and it's interesting to hear the battle mechanic, which we can get into the game into the mechanics of battle next. It it's good that they brought it in, and it's good that it has its own place because for it not to be there just because there's a car, it would wouldn't be, be Final would, wouldn't be Final Fantasy. Trip. Yeah. It it serves a really uh, helpful purpose too because as we said, your car is confined to the roads you can't take it gta style into like 
the grass or the or the desert or whatever. You're you're on the road. It's almost like a hidden loading screen as you're cruising from town to town, right? But there's a lot for you to explore, like while walking around. And if you don't have your car, everywhere. The only way to do that is to just run, literally run and run and run. And you have stamina to sprint really fast, only for like five six seconds but you so guys you get on the chocobo i know can, the trick okay do you, you get to you, the end you, you don't stand know the stamina sprint meter. trick do you warp nope. and then run again no so uh, first of all turn the turn the feature on where your stamina sprint bar. bar comes up yeah okay, okay. You need so it. it's going to be there i've actually been sometimes playing hudless so i which is cool so, which is fun. so yeah. you can but if you want it you can there's a way to have unlimited sprint okay. where you don't slow down so if you bring up the stamina bar there's the bar and then it says st yeah right in the, the beginning if you sprint down to the t and release it you do this you do this um move where you kind of jump forward and turn green and then your stamina bar is instantly back to the full oh wow so you just there's no not sprinting yeah. i get you so need, mad when i screw it up now but you need yeah right me yeah, too so mad yeah but you're watching this bar. you have to be watching the bar because without it you don't know when to let up but if you wanted unlimited sprint it's a little yeah. you know mechanic into the game where I mean, you can see it, it it's cool by just running around because like i said i spent a lot of time before going to chapter three like even mm-hmm. before going to chapter two i i, I can't wait every for you guys to get where i am um i even found a little path you know there's a blockade getting back to the main city yep um i went back there killed all the guards and then found a that's little a path that's one of the missions I, this, I did this on my own oh, just walking around shit dude and then i walked around um to the left yeah. And there's a little pathway that takes you back up to the hill overlooking the city. Yeah. But it's, part it's of the not mission. on the map. It just I just was yeah, poking that's around. Right after chapter one. Right before chapter and one then, ends. Yeah, actually, I know we're about to jump back to the beginning of the game. But that is one thing that did bother me about the opening of the game. They do start you off cold open. Mm-hmm. I like that. But they weave in the Kingsglaive clips they do and that it's it's just a little jarring that they don't that they expect you to like watch this movie before playing the game yeah that is not fair that is no, it's honestly not. not fair to anyone who's like gonna jump in and play this game especially if they don't provide the movie for <laughs> your uh, for your with the game yeah. like it's literally important to the game yeah like i now still only being at the start of chapter two won't go forward until I watch the movie because I know it's a necessity. You really have to to understand what's happening Talk to me geopolitically Talk to me in this yeah. game. Yes. So wait, so this movie that got released like a, what, a few months like in the summer, three, yeah. Yeah. you have to watch it in you order to pretty understand much. what's going on? Let me, let me it's, like just, reading yeah. the, it's like reading the book from Assassin's Creed yep, to know. I was just about to say that. That's if, exactly like... When you're watching this movie, right, you're seeing the story of the the crown city of the country that you are that a, a the prince main of yeah. in this game, right? So in the movie, you're watching that that town, and that well, it's, it's a massive city. It's like it's like the New York City of this game. You watch what happens to this, and like what the catalyzing event is for for the start of your journey as Prince Noctis. But if you don't watch the movie, you're only getting like you hear about it over a cell phone call. And you see random clips yeah. that, that are from the movie itself. So the movie and the game happen a little bit concurrently. They overlap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get nothing compared to what the movie shows you in terms of the story and why things happen the way they happen. So it plays super awkward without that movie? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Like, watching the movie and then playing the game, I thought it was very cool. Like, I was like, oh, I know what's happening. But if I didn't... Imagine if you just got I'd have, like, the movie no connection. from those, like few clips that they showed but you. that's me i would know yeah so like i you didn't oh yeah how do you feel about that i 
so to be perfectly honest, I want to watch the movie to have a better context of the world and the lore. I was fine with what they showed me. You, I, I did not like. I understood it. I didn't. I didn't need any clarifying well, question. Like I didn't have any of that. What they chose to show me was good. Like it wasn't confusing in any way. Didn't know it was from the movie. It made sense to show it, but. I do want to see it to just have a better idea of the lore as a whole. Well, that's like you, Assassin's Creed Unity because I was able to play the game without reading the book about the girl. I mean, she was in the story, but you know, it made more sense adding sure. the game after the fact. With, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Locke, but with this, you know, you know the what's, you know what happened, you know the events. Yes, like the you, movie explains how Noctis can teleport to his weapons. Like that is a very specific thing that they explain. But, and also, sure, but you don't need that. Like you no. can dispend. But like, why doesn't Ignis and Gladius ha- not have that ability? And Prompto, they don't do that. Yeah, but why does one of them use guns and why does them well, use a heavy sword? More, you know, like it's just more importantly, yeah. I think for the main story is you know why that treaty was happening, what this treaty means, and, what and it the means conflict for the world between the two kingdoms at large. Yeah, yes. you you get the whys for that. And mm. I think that's the same thing with the book. They just did a movie form of what Assassin's Creed did with a book. Like, you can go through this game and you might not fully understand every little detail, which is fine because most people really don't give a shit, right? We do because we're nerds um, and we love the (laughs) game. So, like, you don't, like, I don't feel, I didn't feel lost and I don't feel like I need to know those things, but I want to know those things. And that's more important that they created a game where I want to know more so much so that I will go out and rent a movie or buy a movie simply to get it. You'll buy a book simply to read it. That's exactly what Assassin's Creed did. So it's, it's not a necessity, but you'd probably have a better experience if you did it. And, and that's kind of what. Also the anime, just. Remind, and it's also reminding gorgeous. you there's an anime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and that the, the anime. Brotherhood, yeah. That one helps with their the relationship as a, mm-hmm. as a group. Um, but I want to hit on mechanics because I can tell I Felix too. has been looking at his clock. We're, we're, we're nearing that yeah. time. Um, so overall, I think I, I like how refreshing the, the um, battle system is. Me too. I'm amazed at how much I like it when I thought it was going to be oversimplified. Right. So there is, um, so I think, I think weight mode is too much weight garbage. I use it. I I do use it. Yeah, I do too. I do. So here's the thing. Two things. One, I should be able to scan enemies, not in weight mode. So that's bullshit. Agreed. Two. Can you explain what? So, so there's an active battle system where everything is happening without any time to think you have to act. You have to use your abilities while the enemy. It's not turn based. Very action RPG. It's it's a, it's, it's like, like fighting in Skyrim. Yeah. Exactly. Um, however, you're fighting enemies that are always infinitely harder than you. That have weaknesses. That have um, things that they're that they're um, not weak to. That there's that's a strength of theirs. So I could be using daggers, and this thing is immune to daggers. But really, it's not immune to broadswords, and I should be using a broadsword. So to scan this enemy and to use an ability called Libra, right? Libra, yep. which has been in almost every final fantasy i can only use during what's called wait mode and what wait mode is it takes the battle system and as soon as an enemy is about to engage you or i'm about to engage that enemy it stops it and gives you a wait timer and allows you to scan the enemy know its abilities know what its strengths and weaknesses are and then you can attack but after i attack it then pauses it again and it keeps it only pauses it when you when you're not touching the controls Right, but I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of like if you take a moment to think, which I do anyway, even in active, because you can't constantly 
react, it stops and it stops it for way too fucking long. Like it, it's like a five minute pause, like no bullshit. You could sit there for five minutes because um, I sat there for a minute and the bar was only a quarter of it's, the way through. Yeah, it's true straight up like now uh, fallout now, bats or something. We, right. Exactly. It's it's pretty similar to it, that. But it but, makes it it does make it feel like you're back in the turn based world I, a little I mean, bit. In my opinion, it's a poor representation of that. It, it's for it's for those players. Sure. It doesn't line up exactly, but it's for them who are worried about playing a game and having to worry about reaction time or speed. But it, it doesn't it doesn't shine like I don't right, the active no. battle shines because it's unique and it's fresh and it's fun where the weight mode like its weaponry its animations do not tailor to the weight mode right if it, I could hit a button and go into weight mode and then scan and then go back it's fine but I have to pause the game I have to go to whatever combat I have to put it to weight. Uh, Dude, and no, then I have to back you out. You don't. How, well, how, how cool would it be if they if you did weight mode and it was all of a sudden like your team, their team, stacked side by side, old school style? That would have been one. <laughs> that would be, that would be one, there's, one there's more a whole bunch of the stuff. Cake. There's a whole bunch of like later later in the game, like where I am, battles are very chaotic. Okay. Like super chaotic to the point where if you didn't have weight mode on, you'd just be slashing away. You would I don't I get there are points where I don't know what I'm hitting unless I'm like making sure I'm locking on or where I'm being attacked from. Okay. It gets very chaotic. You'll you'll you're gonna be fighting like fifteen soldiers at a time at some point. Hang on one second, Felix. I'm sorry. Uh they're also in the combat I'm losing my train of thought. Damn. Uh, I mean, but I I thought you get a move, you do get a move called a regroup later that ignis gets oh i want that first cool yeah it's amazing it lines you guys all it puts you all on the same side it, it helps me reorganize the fight mentally almost sure they get very they get very large these the battles they get very chaotic to the point where also i change the controls from we, we were talking about this like like you know the claw last week and i tried using it didn't work for me so Attack is circle, or is the B button on that, right? Yeah. So what I ended up doing was I, I use, I'm using um, control type C. It puts attack on the trigger, and then it puts the, uh, the block on that trigger. Ah. So now my, my, I, my, my thumb is free for the camera, and I can use these abilities. The, uh, this becomes your items, your potions, and this becomes uh, – I know no one can hear that. No one can see what I'm doing. This becomes your, your uh, team Basically, moves. your shape buttons or your or ABXY become your – what your triggers did correct and then triangle my triangle is still my my uh throw my sword and yep. teleport to it okay um yeah it, it's infinitely helped me with the combat because it does it does get a little chaotic for me at certain points no i'm not i'm not saying that weight mode is unnecessary i'm saying that they did a poor job with it i mean it only activates when you when you're not touching the controls yeah but you just said you have to do that to survive in that setting because it is so chaotic i feel that way sure so yeah but that that's counter pointing yourself. If you're saying that it only activates when you're not touching it, well, then it's doing its job because you're constantly not touching it to think. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I think well, it helps me like quickly reassess the battle and sure. where I need to reposition or helps me look for that point where I can throw my sword and you know how you can leave bet combat and hang there for a little bit. And like, get, okay, yeah, get your health and get my MP health back. MP back. Yeah, I think there should be a quick action. But you also said, so is there a way to quickly access weight mode or you still have to pause the game, go into combat, choose weight mode back out. Now you're in weight mode. That is not how I get. No, you just you just turn weight mode on and then combat. 
Is that, so, is that wait, how you wait, get wait, to wait, wait, can, well, I, so, can I throw in here? Because I think I, you guys are yeah. a little bit mishearing each other. I know what you're talking about because I tried out wait mode during the tutorial before I played the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Unnecessary. You listeners at home, you don't have to do the tutorial. The I love the tutorial. The game will. I did too. But it the game, fine. the game will teach yeah. you what you need to do. Sure. But it went through the wait mode, and my experience with it in tutorial was enough for me to say I don't ever want to use this, um, because I think as you drift from target to target, every time you lock onto an enemy, it's it'll stop. Right. Mm-hmm. Lock saying he wants to be able to use it, um, just to scan an, an enemy really quickly mm-hmm. to get the information about it, but then he wants to go back to playing seamlessly correct which it won't be there will always be a moment where like maybe he like backs off an enemy or kills something and then his character will look it'll freeze he doesn't like that okay and to stop it you do have to go dive into your settings dive into the turn it off the the gameplay mode whatever right yeah i want to play on active and have the ability to quickly go into wait mode when i find it absolutely necessary i don't want to have to rely on wait mode and then constantly think about touching my controller so I'm not constantly in wait mode, if that makes sense. Are you playing sure. on the uh, Xbox? I am. That'd be so, cool if you could pop it on one of your uh, pro little toggles. Yeah, I mean, it would something. just... Right, because the thing is, is I the reason why I, I get frustrated is because I'm going into a battle, still learning what enemies are weak to, and I still have no idea. I don't remember this shit because the animals are fucking crazy. So I have to remember to turn wait mode on, scan them, then turn it off because I don't like wait mode and maybe it becomes yeah. a necessity with chaotic battles doesn't well, ignis get a scan move there he have i was ability? i was about to throw this in eventually after i think either it's you've fought an enemy enough or maybe if you creep up on them and let him do the it'll say scanning really quickly mm-hmm. as you're attacking you'll get that little box okay that shows the orange and purple symbols mm-hmm. for different like without being in wait mode. yeah but oh, it happens so fast that, that i've never been able it. to really take it in uh, so I, gotcha. I think i have to really for myself, figure out how to make the best use of that. How to be but conscious I, of it. I have seen it, and I have not played the main game with weight turned on at all. Gotcha. But it does it does pop up at a certain point. Right. I think we've done enough weight mode. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> no, but uh, I, the one thing I was going to say about weight mode is I think it just is tra- it's there to imbue uh, a player with the autumn autumn you know the already innate skills built into this character. Right, mm-hmm. like he's supposed to be like really skilled and at reading his enemy, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So that's probably what it is. And they do it better than Skyrim because Skyrim, I just have a quick menu and oh, I could stay paused in it all day. It, it makes me feel like the, it's their, their way of kind of keeping the turn base in there or keeping the action keep, you know flowing I mean? and making it feel like the game flows more. For a certain type of player, it works really well. You know, like like Skyrim, I can just pause, take like twenty potions. Like, yeah. what, what's pausing time there? Right. How, how is that logical? Right. It's great for a game, but it's not logical for the world. Sure. You know, it's good. So, that's a good comment. It's not like I'm a wizard who paused time. Right. You know, but either sure. way, I do it like regardless of how like crazy the new combat system is, it does still feel like the depth that it usually has with the Final Fantasy game is still there, which I really like, especially with the um, the return of that orb system. Like, kind of reminds me of like Final Fantasy X's. It's like uh, the sphere grid. The sphere grid, yeah. yeah. I really, I'm really enjoying that. It gives you, you know, more depth to play with for the combat. So it feels like the systems are still deep, but at the same time, like, you're, you know, it, the active battle looks really cool. The animations are top notch. All him flipping around and his enemies and you linking up with your, with your players are freaking it was, awesome. It's, it's heavily influenced from Kingdom Hearts. I oh, mean, yeah. It's, it's I just, you can feel it, yeah. If you've watched me play Kingdom Hearts or if you've played it, it is a, it's that 
built over 10 years. I haven't played it in a while, but isn't even the defend button like square or something? You parry with, you, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's, same director for those two it, games. It's just, huh. the reason why I harp so much on the wait mode is because the game shines so much in its active battle system because they've done such a good job with it. Even so much so that there's only a few points that I've had poor camera angles, which is very hard to do God damn to, it, to have great camera angles when you're playing something so chaotic. And I haven't really battled, like I haven't been battling with the camera. So just to, to see- That's why a, I switched the controls. Right. Yeah. So to see a mode, like another evolution of that, just not- it just it's not as fleshed out as I would like it to be, considering what they did with the active time battle. Do you guys all so you guys all recommend this uh, swimmingly to Final Fantasy fans? Absolutely, I would recommend it to any JRPG fan as well. Do you think this this is a game that a casual gamer could play? God depends on what other kind of games that casual player enjoys. One thing that we haven't gotten to is the massive amount of side quests. And there is, it just doesn't stop. That's why I was level 18 before I went it's, to chapter two. It's horrendous. It's, I honestly, I think it's, I think it's offensive. Okay. I'm offended. <laughs> okay. By these sheer amount of side quests they've been giving me. Is it, is it the amount or is it how unoriginal and oh, same they go all are? Get me the peppers from the farm and then bring them I mean, back to me so I can make my new recipe. That's or, like a critique of RPGs uh, as a whole, the fetch quests. Yeah, you but know? you know what? We Witcher did not take ten years to make, and that game's side quests were freaking masterpieces. All right, you could well, oh, make, you could give you, them an Oscar for their side quests. But no other game has side quests or missions like that. So I think that's a little bit unfair. You know, the Witcher well, excelled. It's not unfair. Excelled I, at that. See, I would agree that it's not it's not unfair because you you took fucking forever to make this game. exactly like a literal fucking forever like. Ten years of my life, Jesus fucking Christ! Like you can be more original than that, okay. and and I'm I mean, I'm I'm nowhere near it. Like I'm nowhere nearing to be critical around that because I'm, I've been doing every side quest. And I'm, only I'm in at a point two, where but, I have to like literally just go. Okay, I have to stop doing side quests because I'm like level thirty right now, and I haven't even seen it as much as a story as I wanted to see. And the right. story is getting good. So like, and I, and I get it. The side quests are not substantial. Like the main game is. No, they're not. And they don't even... And like no. the, only, the only things that you get no. money from are the hunts. The hunts are fun. That's cool. You can see some really cool monsters. You get lots of money from them. The other side quests don't really provide you with that kind of like... And then I'm like, you get cool items from some of the side quests as rewards. And like, and am I missing out? And like, am I missing... Well, that's the freaking cool weapon. This is, like, my, this is my problem. Yeah. This is why I have to do every one of them. Because if I know that I missed the opportunity to get a cool weapon, I'll fucking lose it. I'm Lose it. <laughs> last, last thing that I did want to bring up, because it's really quick, because I know we really do have to wrap. Are you guys having problems with... So maybe this is an Xbox problem, and I'll be even more pissed that I bought it on Xbox and I don't have a PlayStation, considering this Ghost Enemies is an Xbox problem. How poor is the hair in the game. It looks a little cross-stitchy. Because it's like super pixelated on the Xbox. It looks, like, it looks can, awful. That's when, really funny you pointed that out. When they're in the car, I can see all the seams between all the layers of the like the sheets. If it's, not, if it's not CGI and it's just the characters, I'm to a point where I can't, I have to not look at it because it bothers me so much. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like it gets dotty, right? Yeah. It's like a little dotty. Yeah, it's yeah. like, dude... Please, I, like, what did you do? I had this conversation with Jalus this morning. Like, there, about, like yeah, we wish we played it on PC, right, Jalus? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, there's a little, there's other few things. Like, Homeboy for some reason decides to read the book in the backseat of the car. I think, and his and his, and his hair is blowing, yeah. but the pages are. Oh, cool. you, I saw you yeah, say that like, on your live like, stream. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, fucking be. Come on, attention to detail. However, the game visually cutscenes can't even compare. A plus, right? yeah. looks amazing, and a lot of the world looks great too. But for some reason. 
homeboy's hair is just a fucking mess. <laughs> And it bothers it's, me so much. Little, I don't know it's why. A wacky, yeah. But I, I brought this up to Ramen, and Ramen was like, well, "What size monitor are you playing on, and how close?" And Doesn't I was matter. like, "I was like, I'm on a 24 inch monitor same in front pi- of it." And same he's like, pixel density. And he's and like, "Well, yeah. I'm f- I'm five feet away on a 65 inch TV, and I don't notice it." And I'm you like, it. "It's fucking there, dude." Because it's like does real also, bad. Does he also have no criticism of the game? Because then well, all maybe. of a sudden, there's there's an know. item in the game you can get that's like literally like when it rains outside, keep your hair straight. And with oh, this really? Item, yeah, yeah. It looks like, like he needs conditioner because his hair's so fucking dry that there's fucking gaps in his hair. It's fucking oh, it's so. It looks, looks like just literally like a wig, and you see like the the stitching of the wig. The whole it's coming the, out. The layers yeah. Together. Sorry, yeah. I just really needed to get that out. I, I'm Dude, with you, man. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, if we're throwing in little things that we that we noticed or saw nitpick or disliked, time. yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I'm not gonna nitpick. I'm gonna sure. just mention two little things that I really want to talk about to make sure we we get it in there. Um, the music in the car. Yes, is so cool. You can uh, buy every soundtrack. You can at every shop, Felix. You can buy literally the soundtracks to other Final Fantasy games Uh and listen to them as you drive. So good. If you had a favorite game, you can play that game's music as you're cruising around. And remember, I was excited about this months ago. Once we came back into um, the Hammerhead region after Episode Two's events happened or revealed to us, I'm not kidding you. Purely by chance, Aerith's theme was playing. As we're cruising back to go talk to uh, to uh, Sydney, I don't know again. anything, so please don't. Well, I mean, it's you, fitting. You, you it's play, fitting. Played episode two. No, I didn't. I'm started chapter two. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, no, you saw the cutscenes from uh, from Kingsglaive. You said, yeah. It was. It was. I see what he's saying. It's Iris's theme is emotionally fitting to Got the it. events after Noctis learns. Oh, news. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, this okay, is nothing okay. you don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't. Wanna, I was. I was mixing. I don't want to spoil too much of listeners, but I see. I coming back in. That played, and I know it's it's a moment not everyone will have, but it was on par with your kind of Florence moment. It was like gotcha. you instantly connected it to like, that Whoa, to that this time. Is yeah, really weird. Um, and then what was the other thing that I wanted to mention? Oh, um, I spent some time like a year, more than a year ago, with the episode uh, Duske right. demo. It was really cool getting into the full open world with uh, Chapter Three because once you get through that barrier, you're in that same Duske region. Yep. What's really cool is is seeing the comparisons between the two and what they've done with the world. So it's it's the same idea of what you're allowed to run around in in the demo, except like four times as large. Mm. Like the the shape of the area is still there, but much more fleshed out, uh, very much expanded. There's new roads, there's new highways. Nice. The, um, in that demo, uh, Cindy was there with the car. Big tit Cindy. Yeah, and there's a... Uh, oh, you'd love Cindy. Oh, they designed you they designed her for you. God, you'd be such I mean, a big fan. Oh, the one with the racing jacket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's hot. Um, of course. So there is that station in the Dusk region. They put her there instead of in Hammerhead. In Hammerhead, okay. Um, but that's still there. There's like a big lake in the middle with like these big brontosaurus looking things. They were there, but like it's, it was condensed. Okay. Uh, there's the area where Titan is you know that everyone was like glitching into once the demo came out right um it was just it was super cool to see because i ringed that like dry i got as much as i could possibly out of that game gotcha. just to kind of understand where they were going and what they were doing so like i recognized it but but still felt like it was new and fresh and i saw where it came from which is a, a perspective you don't get a lot in games if, if, you're, if you're not part of the development right. process directly so that That's was cool it was a cool uh, experience to drive around in there and just see how massive it had become but still recognizable right that is cool. 
Well, Felix, I, I want to uh, I want to thank you guys for your in depth analysis of Final Fantasy fifteen. I want to thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah you, no, no, you've, you've no. Been a I uh, for sure. Um, I'm still not going to buy it. You shouldn't. <laughs> um, I told that's you that not, already. Not because of what you guys said, because a lot of the factors that you guys threw out there are things that I that I would appreciate in a game. So I, I don't really know. I, I it's, just, like, it's, I, it's just at its core, it's a JRPG, and you're not a JRPG player. I want, I want to see you guys stream it more so that I can watch you for and, a, for and a, sure. analyze better. A deferring opinion on like the same content. I'm, I'm sure you've already seen this, but listeners out there, watch Conan O'Brien's <laughs> Clueless Gamer on this game. I align with him too well. That alone is, too well. is so funny. Have you seen this? I have. It's, oh that game must God. be pure nonsense to him. It's, he uh, called it, it an aggressive oh, he, waste of time. Oh, he, he, he hated it. Yeah. And then he yelled at the developers. Which he didn't know were the developers. Yeah, well, no. He said the people who created this are right outside this door, and we have to leave through that door <laughs> to get past them. And then he opens the door, and he like leans out, and he goes, why did you make this game? Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. like yelling at yeah. them. You, you, you I lost my family sure. during it's, this game. How could you? It's, it's so good. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. This, I think this is a good episode. Um, I'll, I'll take it out. Sure. Uh, yeah. So twitch.tv forward slash Felix Hergood. I've been streaming a lot. Like right now I'm streaming uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 story. I'm going to do Grand Theft Auto online eventually when I finish the story. But I'm also doing Skyrim and I'm playing a really cool uh, vampire murder uh, run through. Mm, there you go. Basically wiping out whole towns as a vampire. It's really cool. cool. Made, it, made it to vampire lord status. So I'm p- playing those as my primary. Uh, Neo? Nerd. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, this is Neo Yoshi. No, we just talked about Final Fantasy for like 30, 40 minutes there. Uh, this is Neo Yoshi. Probably be playing more Final Fantasy. That's what I'm going to do. That's it. This is Locke. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Locke, which is L-O-C-K-E underscore the letter N underscore key. I'm currently streaming Final Fantasy, which I streamed recently. Uh, Mass Effect is the other game that I'll be going on and off with, um, and potentially you'll see me playing some Destiny. But if you're at all interested in watching any of these things unfold on stream, I'm barely into the game, so you'll be able to ride along with me. But uh, check it out. Um, and from there, you can kind of find everything else, Facebook, um, my Twitter, all that good stuff. Later. Uh, and this is Trib Zero. Thank you guys for listening, of course. Um, you can find me on the uh, social media world on Twitter. That's at trip underscore zero. Find me on Twitch at the same. It's forward slash trip underscore zero. Um, there's really no better time than now to jump in and finally finish The Last of Us, especially with the sequel being announced. So yep. uh, I'm going to find time to play it. I promise uh, it'll be so hard because all I want to do is play Final Fantasy some more. But I promise you all will carve out time and I will stop lying to you on the stream because... It's egregious at this point how many times I say this bullshit at the end of the episode. And you're going to love the end. Yeah, dude. I can't wait. It's great. Um, but yeah, thanks, guys, and uh, we'll catch you later. <laughs>